listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. Well, welcome to another episode of Splash. I'm Shalene Bryan here with my buddy, Barbara Cameron. Hello, everyone. We're ready to splash you with a little love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. And we are beyond pumped about our guest today. Barbara actually gave birth to this guest. <laughs> Please welcome to the Splash Zone, Melissa Woo! Fleming. Yay! Hey, Matt, Melissa. Hi. Good morning, honey. Hi. <laughs> All Good the way morning. from Virginia. She's, she's joining the Splash Good. Zone. It's good afternoon for me. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Thank you. You know what's so funny is I almost called you Melissa Cameron. How long have you and Jay been married now? We have been married for 18 years this 18 year. 18 years. Yep. I remember that wedding like it was yesterday. <laughs> that father-daughter, father-daughter dance. dance. Don't even mess with it. You coming down. She got out of that the wedding dress and the spiral staircase. And a red, red dress. Cha-cha dress. You oh, know, it with was, the fringe oh my goodness. <laughs> That seems like forever ago. And her daddy was down at the bottom. I know. With the rose. I still remember some of the moves. Yeah, you no, you guys do know the moves. Matter of fact, we got to put one of those pictures up yeah, if we can find great. one on the yeah. on the podcast. But Melissa, today your life looks a little different, right? It sure does. Right? It does. Would you have imagined 18 years ago when you were committing your life before the Lord in a covenant with Jason that you would now be doing what you're doing? No. Exactly. And that's why I want the listeners to lean in because I think sometimes the topic that we're going to get into, people tune you out because they think I'm never going to do that. No, if of all of her four children, of your four children, buddy, mm-hmm. I would say Melissa would have been the one that did not have her kids yeah. homeschooled yep. in the house. Yep. Yep. And yes, what were your goals in the beginning yeah, before you married Jason? Yeah. Melissa, what was your desire? What, what, what did you want to do and be? I mean, before I was actually married to Jason, I wanted to work. When I kind of thought about marriage and children and family, my goals were to be what I considered was a super mom, which was to probably be married, work outside the home, and have kids, and be able to do it all really well. (laughs) All of it. (laughs) That was what super mom in my eyes at... 20-something, and probably maybe even a little younger, probably looked like. Mm -hmm. Um, I uh, didn't want to really depend on anyone or depend on a man. Kids were kind of secondary. I maybe would have liked to have some, but I think a lot of you remember that I actually didn't really want to be married and didn't really want to have kids. Right. Well, I remember so you I really, saying that, and then we would yeah, laugh behind your back. And I'm like, no, no, no. Right. she's going to get married. Well, she's going to have kids. But I also remember you had that, that desire to want to uh, make children's toys. I mean, you love children. You were a fabulous auntie to all your nieces yeah. and nephews. You were so actually one of the first people I let babysit Blake. Remember that? I do remember. I, I probably remember that cured day you like that moment. Yesterday. <laughs> no. I did. I loved children mm-hmm. and I know that there are lots of families that I know still today where I did. I loved their children, and there was something about them that was fascinating to me. And I loved my nieces and nephews as if they were my own before I had any other children or even your children, Shaleen. Right. But it wasn't, there wasn't this, this longing desire for me to be a mother, at least what I viewed it to be. I didn't desire to have it. I enjoyed children. I liked to be around some of them. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and most of them. But I didn't, I thought, if I don't ever have any, that'll be fine too. So it wasn't my goal in life was to be a mother and have children. Right. That was never a focus. Where I do know lots of women, that is a goal or something that they long for and desire to have. And I think it's wonderful. I just didn't have it. Right. And I think, you know, and, and I'm one of those women who basically, that's all I knew was to get married and have children. Right. I didn't yeah, have Yeah, I mean, any by the time you were, to... how old you had all four kids? Like 26? <laughs> 26. I yeah. Had four wow. Wow. And Melissa beat you. She has five. Yes, she does. She's got five. Five beautiful <laughs> kitties. <laughs> it was never a contest. I know, I know. No, no, no. That was so funny. It was funny because I was at um, Brooks Lacrosse game this weekend, and one of her friends on her team is one of 13, I believe, 11 or 13 Mm. kids. The mom, like, gave birth to that many. None are adopted, right? So I meet her sister who just had a baby, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes. I've seen your little baby on Instagram on, you know, your sister's posts. And she goes, yeah. She goes, and actually, I'm pregnant right now. And I go, wow, (laughs) you're just popping them out. And she's like, well, you know, I do want eight. (laughs) What? It's just we don't hear that that often. And yet – wouldn't it be amazing people who are loving Jesus to raise an army for Christ if that's his will? If that's his will that we would say, and I've never said this before, have as many kids as God wants me to have. No, I made the decision. I'm going to have two. I got the boy and the girl. You're getting fixed, Bryce, and we're good. We fit on the rides at Disneyland. Right. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> like, what do you want to do? Right. And so it's interesting when I have grown in my faith now, I was so immature to go, I never even thought to say, Lord, how many children would you like me to have? Because I love children like you, Melissa. Like, I love it. But tell me when that's flipped for you. When when we wanted to have children or when the desire to have more than, let's say, the average that you're seeing now is one or two, maybe even three. Yeah. Well, I've, I've said this before. After I surrendered my life to the Lord and said, Lord, you are. Lord of my life. I Mm. was 30, I think I was 30 or 31, maybe 30. It was about 14 years ago. And it was then that this whole notion of what I thought family and children and marriage uh, was, what I had thought it was, completely changed when I looked into the Word of God and saw what He desired it to be, what He made it to be. And I was even thinking about Uh, even just the marriage portion before uh, coming on and speaking with you guys was even within that, what even the Bible says marriage was to be or Mm. or kind of kind of the vision of what it is to be didn't even play out the way I would have liked it to have played out in my own marriage before we even had kids after I was saved. Right. Because I have an unsaved husband who's kind of like, I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to serve me. I don't want you to take care of me like that. And I'm going, what do you mean? The Bible says that I'm supposed to do this. And so it's very interesting, and and I'm sure we'll talk about it more. Um, I won't go too far off topic. But even what we desire things to be, even though they're biblical, don't always look the same in every family. And it wasn't until my husband was eventually saved uh, that that all started to... uh, the, the, the bigger picture of how God designed it all to be started playing out more. So it's, it's been a very interesting 18 years of right, because being saved into it, 
having a husband saved much later into our marriage and also having kids. And I can, you know, we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. I'm, I'm, yeah, I I'm love all that, open. but I, I think that yeah. there's people listening right now who are maybe married to someone who doesn't know Christ and they're committed right. to their marriage or like you, you had heard of Jesus, but you had not surrendered your life to Jesus when you had married Jason. And Correct. it was after you got married that God got a hold of your heart and said, I yes. need you to live your life surrendered to me. I'm your savior, not your husband. Correct. Share your testimony real quickly. Yeah. Please. So Jason and I had been married about three years into our marriage, or about three years into us being married. I asked for a divorce. I was not happy. I felt that this was not what I had envisioned marriage to be. Um, None of my needs were being met. He was working all the time. I never got to see him, and I just thought, this is terrible. How is a marriage supposed to work when I'm by myself all the time? And I want more, and I know other people who would probably love to spend time with me. And so the whole notion was that I wasn't being fulfilled in lots of ways, and it was really just more personal contact of physically seeing him and physically touching him. And I said, hey, I'd like a divorce. This isn't what I wanted it to be. And he said, no. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, you're happy with this? Like, this is how you want this to be? And he says, I don't want that. That's not what I want. And I would say within, Mm. to make it short, within about six months to a year, um, I said, of course, I'm not going to go ahead and do it. And plus, I had a whole family of Christians, which I figured (laughs) once they caught wind of it, no one was going to let me get it. So I was like, great. I'm going to get cut <laughs> off from the family. Well, no, I just figured they'll go, no. No. What right. do we need to do? Get Come into therapy. Let us talk. Come sit down. We'll meet once a week. I mean, if it wasn't my mom and dad, it would have been Shalene and That's Bryce. right. That's right. It would have been somebody else <laughs> That's who right. went to our wedding and said, no, you can't. No way. Not on these terms. Not because they're, I, I knew. Anyway. So I figured it will just be one of those really boring marriages. <laughs> and oh. honestly, one of us will probably have an affair. Whether if it isn't me, it'll the be list, him, really? it'll be one of those things. Right. Because, well, when you never see someone, I mean, it just feels weird. Yeah. It doesn't feel right. And I just, those were those immediate thoughts when he said no. That's right. what ran through my mind. I remember them very clearly. And he was crying, and I felt kind of bad for him. And then I would say within six months to a year, that's when the Lord grabbed hold of my attention and my heart in a way. Mm. Um, I was robbed the night before in my car. I was having a horrible day at work. I just got in my car, and I ran to a park, and I looked in my car for just something to read. And... My car had been robbed the night before, and they took everything except for the way of the master. (laughs) Hell's best kept secret, the Revival's Golden Key, whatever, I don't remember, I think it was Revival's Golden Key, that version. That book sitting on the back seat, and I went, oh, great. (laughs) Kurt gave me that book about two years before, and it had been sitting in my car ever since on the floor. And a thief didn't even want it, you know what I mean? (laughs) The thief didn't even want it. 
Thank goodness. God's like, you can take, take everything it. but that because I right. need my daughter to read this. So that oh. book, mm-hmm. it was written by Ray Comfort. And um, I've read that book. And I know exactly what you're talking about, hearing the gospel in a new, in a way that I'd never heard it before. But keep well, sharing. Yeah, I had heard the gospel in that Jesus loves you and he cares for you and he wants you to, you know, you have a whole shape in your heart. I had heard that at 15. Mm-hmm. And at 30, hearing something more of it's not about you, it's not about what you bring, it's not about who you are, but it explained very clearly and very simply that uh, explained who Jesus was why he came here, what we need him for. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, oh my goodness, my whole marriage has nothing to do with Jason. It has everything to do with me before the Lord, who I am before him. And I, I asked myself those questions. If I were to die right now, would I spend eternity in heaven or in hell? And I said, I'd go to hell. Right away, I knew it. And I just said, I cannot turn back from this information ever. And I remember right there just praying and asking the Lord to be Lord of my life and specifically to make me go home to my husband that night and make me a wife Mm. that he called me to be because I was married to him and to delight in it because I wasn't delighting in it before Mm -hmm. at all. I saw all of his wrongdoings, and I saw all that he wasn't doing instead of what I maybe wasn't doing. I was looking at his faults and not my own. And from, from that day forward, I made a commitment, and I had made the commitment even prior to that with marrying Jason, that covenant, but had really made the commitment to the Lord if Jason never surrenders to the Lord, I'm still committed to him and to our marriage. And I trust you, Lord, and I will trust you through our entire marriage, no matter what. Yeah. And it wasn't like then, uh, you know, a year later, Jason came to know the Lord. So like share that. I mean, this Mm -hmm. was then God's like, okay, this is going to be steady plotting here. You want to trust me with your happily ever after? You really want to trust me with your marriage, Melissa? Because this might not turn as fast as you want it to. Right. I know. Which, to be yep. honest, I respect Jason so much because I feel like no, I've known Jason this whole time. And when he makes a decision, he's going to be all in. Right. And yeah, the people obviously in your family. And I mean, Bryce and I would pray for Jason's salvation as we pray for your marriage. And yet you right. You had a covenant before God. You didn't have a contract. And I think it's interesting that Jason wasn't willing to break the contract. I know. (laughs) (laughs) In spite of himself, God can use people, right? But tell that season now. Now you're about to go through a season when you've now surrendered it. You've laid it down. And I think there's people listening right now that you're holding on to this. And this isn't your business. You need to lay it down. Come under the authority of your creator, of God, who's letting you breathe right now, who actually wants your marriage to thrive. I mean, God wants us to have the marriage we really want to have. Now... That doesn't mean that it's going to work out the way you want it to. Right. But as far as it is up to me, I'm going to love Bryce. You're going to love Jason. You're going to love Robert the way that God says I need you because I'm only accountable for that. Right. And And he'll do business with your man. 
I know. And that's what I kept, that's what I have kept leaning on and trusting in. And I would say my marriage is, that was one of the easier things. And this has to be by the grace of God, because it doesn't always apply to everybody else in their own situations and in their marriages. But it was in my case, it was not difficult for me to surrender that to the Lord, because this was going to be hard and different and I didn't even want a glimpse of what could be happening. I was just in it in the moment and I needed to be. And I'm so thankful that I, that the Lord had me in it that way, because if I had any glimpse of things that I could have foreseen would happen in the future, I would have probably ducked out. Right. (laughs) Isn't that beautiful though? No, but this is why, but this is why God says, don't worry about tomorrow. Yep. Tomorrow is enough problems of its own. I yep. need you to just be present today. We're, right. People that are listening, us sitting here talking right now, we're not even guaranteed tomorrow. Not even this could be my expiration tomorrow. date. So I think yep. sometimes we can get so worked up instead of saying, how am I loving my husband today? How am I loving my children today? How am I loving my coworkers, my neighbors, my friends, people I interact with at the market, at the dry cleaner? Am I showing giving an accurate picture of Jesus. And there's no harder place to do that than in your home every day where you get to be vulnerable. You know, now you don't have kids yet during this time when you had this revelation. We do not have children. No, that was five years after we've been married. We had Kate, our first daughter, which I sit there and tell you, I am so thankful that I was saved before we had children as well, too. I mean, there's just so many things when I can look back, which is why I do believe the Lord has us go through things so that we can look back on His faithfulness to Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. so that we can come back and remember and tell and share and give witness and give testimony to his faithfulness so that it does encourage those who are listening now, who may be going through things now, who will be going through something um, in the future, maybe that they're not even aware of. And so um, I, I am thankful that I was saved before we had kids because there was even some rockiness right up until we had children too. And it was, if I was not saved and did not have the authority of God in my life, I would have made some very detrimental decisions again, right. like ending my marriage, like probably ending it again right? and, and not being able to trust in him and mm-hmm. allowing him to do the work in Jason right? and do the work in me instead of me doing the work in Jason. And it is hard my mom can probably attest. I always say this. As the few things that I remember about me as a little girl is being very independent. Yes. And I still to this day, and I share this all the time, that I remember my mom being a homemaker and washing everyone's clothes and doing everyone's laundry and ironing the clothes. And I believe I was between five and six. And I remember watching her all the time, stand up the laundry, the ironing board, iron everyone's laundry. And there's one day I was like, can you iron this for me? And honey, you're going to need to wait. I'm not finished. I'm ironing these things. I'll get to it. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it because I can't wait anymore. And so I knew how to turn it on and I knew how to do it. And I ironed this little yellow cotton dress that I really wanted to wear and I just did it. 
and you're super smart. And so, you know, you were smart, you went to college, you, you like, you were, you were an achiever and you still are, but watching you now with your five children, um, allowing them at young ages, and this is what I'm excited for moms who are listening and have little ones to hear, is you aren't afraid of letting your kids try things. And that means sometimes tearing up the kitchen or making mud pies right. in the backyard and tracking it in, bringing a frog in the house. Do like It's okay. Like This is a place to be lived in. This is a home. But, but go explore, go dream, go create. And I think sometimes as parents, we limit our children because we're like, no, no, no. Don't no, you're not. My hand is being raised. That's how I raised my. You kids. did? Oh yeah. I you were like that, buddy. I was. No, I, I, I would have never thought that. Oh my gosh, make a mess, people. <laughs> make a mess. I really. I I guess it was because you know you're four so kids. not like that with the Easter egg hunts. You'd have everybody over I for did, Thanksgiving. Yes, I did that, but I also, I mean, I when things had to get done, I did them. I didn't have the kids help me too much. I mean, they had to clean their rooms and do those kinds of you But know, you'd rather chores. just get it done. I liked, I wanted to get it done. I wanted a pretty house, a clean house, clean floors, kitchen clean, you know, everything clean. And, right. and, and I want all those things too, but. <laughs> but I have five but, children. They live there too. And let me tell you, I love, as I mean, when I go over <laughs> to her house, I'm, <gasps> Because I'm, I'm so afraid the kids are going to hurt themselves. I'm so afraid the kids are going to do this, or the, the, you know, there's flour on the floor, and somebody's going to slip and fall and hurt themselves. <laughs> and Melissa's just looking at me like, "Mom, mom, day in the life, just it's okay. chill out, chill out." And I love it. Yeah, I love watching her be more intentional and pouring into her kids mm. more so than I did because. Amen. There's so much to those kids. Oh my that are gosh! Just I amazing, amazing, <laughs> yeah. amazing. Well, my mom was very intentional. It was just in a different, a different way. Yeah. Way, it's yeah. just for a sure. Different way, and my way is not the way for everybody. That's true. My way gives a lot of anxiety to a lot of mothers. <laughs> <laughs> anxiety is not really one of my um, issues. You don't have an issue with that. Yeah. It is just not a spirit that lives within me. It just doesn't not often. And when it does, that's when I'm very aware. I'm hyper aware of it. When I start to feel that way, something else is going on. Yeah. There's a discernment there, but I love the verse that says, be anxious for nothing. It doesn't go, Oh, but if your kids are in those stages and they're, they're, you know, on top of the, your kids aren't rude. First of all, it's not like they're out of control, Mm -hmm. but they're enjoying the home that they live in. They're part of a family. And I think that later in life, and now I'm an empty nester, your kids are going to look back and go, yeah, we couldn't go in that room and we couldn't sit there and we couldn't walk down and don't open that. Or they're going to be kids who said, this was a home that my fingerprints and my footprints are all over this place because my mom let me live here respectfully, but she let me live here. Mm -hmm. And when you choose to have children, the children do not need to feel like they're walking on eggshells in their own home. Right. And the, the beauty about all of everything that you said, I just, amen. I agree to everything. And I would well, like say it, it you're living it well as you do is the, the encouragement too, that I would give to any of the listeners that are listening. The hardest part is, is taking to heart what other people say about you and how you're choosing to do things. It's very hard for other people to watch because they have their own insecurities or desires to do things. They don't like it. They don't agree with it. And of course I can be very respectful to other people and don't want to do anything. But at the same time, um, I, 
I can't worry so much about how it affects everybody else in the way I've chosen to do something. Like I would not want my children to be disrespectful in anyone's home or what I'm, what they're allowed to do in my home doesn't always apply to everyone else's home. And we go over those things before we go to someone else's home. I know home your kids have been to my home somewhere. and they were lovely. They know. I think the thing is there's a difference there, right? Just like yes. when I'd go to my grandma's, I know I could have ice cream and candy for, for my main meal. I knew that that wasn't true when I went home. I knew there was structure, like kids know, but I want you to talk about your five kids and I want you to also share about when they started to get the age and how their personalities are so different. But when they got the age and you had to make a decision, it's called, are you putting them in public school? Are you going to put them in a private school or are you going to homeschool them? I mean, those are basically the three options nowadays. So when did you and Jay decide and make decisions on that and- yeah. When did you guys yes. decide okay. to do that? So Jason and I now have been married five years. We gave birth. I gave birth to Kate. Yes. And I'm Beautiful Kate. just enjoying motherhood like I've never enjoyed it before. Yeah, it's I your mean, lane. this is yeah. probably is the most amazing thing I have ever just been asked to do. I loved being with her. She went everywhere with me. I remember putting her in the laundry basket when I was folding laundry as she's one or nine months, something where she's sitting up. I mean, she's literally in the laundry basket on top of my bed. And I am just delighting in this. And I'm visiting my mom and dad who lived a few blocks away and enjoying that aspect. She turns around, I would say three, three and a half. And that's when every, not everyone, but I'm living in California. People are asking me, so where is she going to go to preschool? And I said, I don't know. And there's, well, you better start thinking about it because there's wait. There's waiting lists. That's right. You know, there's waiting lists. And sometimes they're a year, year and a half to get on them. I said, oh, okay. So I remember opening up the phone book and thinking I was going to probably for preschool send her to a private Christian school. And mind you, listeners, my husband was never an atheist. He never said, never was so bent on saying you were not allowed to talk about God in the house. Right. You know, he wasn't there. He actually always encouraged me to. And he said, I want you to. I would like for you to. I might not do it, but I want you he to. He would and like for you to share with the with God the children about God in your home. Children. It was okay. Yes. Right. Yes, which I am just praise the Lord for that because I know lots of families who were not in the same situation that I was. Right. And so I remember being very thankful for that. And he did mention one thing to me where he did look at me when we were thinking about having kids. He said, you're not going to be one of those Christians that wants to homeschool, are you? And I said, (laughs) no way. Heck no. Those those people are weird. Not going to do that. And he was like, okay, okay. So that was, you know, when we kind of had had kids. Not that homeschoolers are weird. I don't think homeschoolers no, are weird at all. No, but there are a perception like that they, yes. you know, they don't shave, they build their own homes, they eat bark. They wear funny clothes. They wear funny clothes. And it's just not true. It's just funny yeah. how you can get a perception in your mind that's so yes. off. Yeah. They're not really educated or right. they are not social. Not social. Uh, come beat my kids and I'll show you five of the most social kids I've ever <laughs> most met. Most social kids. Absolutely. Matter of fact, um, Kate, you know, Kate's got her own business going on. I can't wait to get into that. And but yeah. teaching at the local middle school. Yeah. Thank you. Also. Um, and she's 13. But anyway. Yeah. So when it was time to think about schooling for her, I looked into private schools and I did the math and it was very expensive. And Jason and I at this time had no extra money. No extra money to shell out to put her in preschool. 
and it's getting closer. She's about four years old. I think she was about four. And someone from our church came up to me and said, have you ever thought about homeschooling? And I said, absolutely not. Not really. And she said, well, you ought to. The community here is very big at church. There's lots of us who do. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend that you go to a conference and just look into it. She said, it's always going to be there, the public school. Right. And then she, she shared a couple other informa- some information with me that, that, hey, do you know that in the state of California, kindergarten is not a mandatory grade? And right. I said, are you serious? And she said, yes, and most people in the state of California don't even know that. And I said, oh, okay. So she said you could, you could homeschool her in kindergarten, and if it didn't work out, you could put her in school in first grade. I said, okay, great. So I go share with Jason, is this something you would even be interested in? We cannot afford the private school. And he said, actually, yes, I'm very interested in it. And I went, you are? Do you remember when you said? You We're never doing this. Like, right. I know, but I'm, I'm totally, my mind is, is, is different now. And I said, oh, okay. He says, I'm not opposed to it at all. Why don't you look into it? So I did. I trusted probably one, maybe two people. I only spoke to them because you can start to hear from everybody else and then it gets too much in your head. Okay, that's your very, head very important what you just said. I need everyone listening to hear this. God does not need you to get, you know, 50 different people's opinions about something that he's entrusted to you. And I think it's really important that when you're making these decisions, not only do you go to your spouse, if you have a spouse, not only do you go to your knees and ask the Lord and go to the Bible, but maybe one or two people that are on your cabinet that come around you and have done life with you that can speak into it. Because if we get weight, there's too many, you know, cooks in the kitchen, nothing gets done. And it's so easy to then be swayed from hearing God still quiet quiet voice telling you what to do because everyone else is chipping in your ear. So I love that you just said that, um, that you, you, you went to two people that you really trusted and you went to the Lord and you went to your husband. That's plenty. That's plenty. And, and, and it really, it genuinely was. And I can even look back now and thinking of just that ability to just go to the Lord or just go to my husband in the Lord Mm -hmm. or one other person. I mean, I've seen it play out so many times in the 18 years that we've been married and how wonderful and right and how God is faithful and not listening to everybody else, just listening to the Lord and using your husband as your go-to person, especially in the homeschool homeschooling avenue. But that was, so we did, we made the decision. Um, I used that kindergarten year um, and had talked to a few people from a, from an administrative perspective, how to go about doing this how you school, you find out that education, everybody has choices, even in every state. You all have different, we all have a similar choices and they, they're looked at a little bit differently, but we all have choices. And it basically was apparent to me now, later after 13 years, that it's just a choice. It's a choice that I made is to use the homeschool route. Jason liked it. I loved it. I used that year to be with Kate and she was five. Ryan was three and Molly was one. And I Mm. used it as just an opportunity to see how it went and see what I thought. And I fell in love with it. And I remember saying, if I even had the money to put them in school, I don't think I would do it. 
this was amazing. I got to be with them and I enjoyed them and I loved it. And I was learning and she was learning and we were a family and we were together. This is mm. the best thing I've ever seen. Right. Why? I don't want to give this up. I didn't want to give it up. And so that, that, and we made that choice. I can't say that there weren't times along the way where I've contemplated, is this the right thing? Should I send them to school? Would this be better? And honestly, anytime I had that thought, I went to the Lord in prayer and I'm telling you, he was, he has been faithful every single time to show me and my family. That is not where I want you. I want you doing exactly what you're doing. I mean, stuff from articles of what's going on. Like I said, this is not mean that I think that sending children to public school is bad. No, no. There are lots of wonderful families being used there. But for me and my family, he said it was very obvious was a no for us. But I love something that you said, too, and Bryce and I adopted this with, with our kids, is that I'm not going to just do a blanket statement with my children. Okay, so we found the school. You're going here all the way through 12th grade, and then we'll start talking about colleges. So we're done. We're locked and loaded. Every year when we would decide, we would sit yeah. down because you know in middle school, Blake got involved with that homeschool co-op program called right. LOMSA. And I never would have thought I was going to do that. But in middle school, I realized you're made in middle school. You know what I mean? Either the culture is mm-hmm. going to tell you who you are or – Your your child's going to find their identity in Christ and rise up uh, under that and know and walk in that. And so it was something that if someone would have told me I was going to do that, I would have said, no, I had them at the private Grace Brethren um, in kindergarten. And every year, Bryce and I would pray, do we keep them here? Is this where we're supposed to be? And the kids would know, we'll yank you right out of here if God's telling us something different. But I think sometimes we put the car in neutral and go, okay, we found the place and now let's roll with it. Okay, I'm in a homeschool, so now I'm going to do that with every kid. All your kids are different. Melissa. Right. And there might be a time where you go, I mean, Kate's teaching at a middle school right now. Right. Hello. There are definitely, there are definitely windows where we see, I will say though, when we decided to homeschool, there was for the most part, a blanket statement. It was, we are going to homeschool. I found one girl in particular, Sarah, who was the one who introduced me to homeschooling. Right. Amazing. She had said, well, I had Jason and I had made the statement, we are homeschooling all the way through. But she gave me the wisdom in saying, take it year by year. Yes. Every year evaluate it. And there is wisdom in that. So much so. And like I said, through prayer and in God showing us things, it was it's been evident to us that this is the route in which he wants our family to take. That's right. And that doesn't mean that some things don't change or that we don't do things a different way. And and with you going back to the beginning of the show, I do not look farther than my nose or farther than today because I do know that I'm not guaranteed tomorrow. And so sometimes I found that some you can look to the future in the sense of like an end goal, but I don't sit there. I sit more in the day to day. I have to. That's right. Because I think sometimes that there's it's a circus here and I can't even think about the next <laughs> right. day. But we, it is something that we have decided and I have read enough books, like I said, some trusted people, some trusted books, um, that I can discern between the information. But there was one in particular that particular book that really spoke to me that said, stop, um, stop 
switching back and forth. I can always put them in school. I'm going to homeschool them. I'm, oh, I could put them in school. Maybe this isn't going to work. Maybe I should do it. They said, stop it. If you have chosen to do this, do it and be um, diligent in it and uh, trust in the Lord in it and be faithful to it. Doesn't mean that it's perfect. Doesn't mean all these other things or that you don't doubt or that you don't question, but we know where those things come from too. Be in prayer with the Lord, be on your knees and move forward. And from that day on, I have stopped telling myself, well, I could just put them in school if I don't like this anymore. And it was more from just a conversation of, of between me and myself mm-hmm. of doubting what I was doing, doubting um, how this was all playing. It had nothing to do with, is this what's best for my child? It, nothing to do with that. It was just, am I good enough? Am I not doing this right? Maybe this isn't. Sure. And that's doubt. And that comes from Satan. And that doesn't come from the Lord. Thank now, you. If, there was something serious that this was not a good fit for my child, then we would pursue something else. But it was kind of more of that conversation of stop going in between those two, because you're always giving yourself an out. It's kind of like you do, we do the same with our marriage. Well, I can That's always right. get a divorce. Mm-hmm. I can always go find I, I, somebody I do it with else. a diet. I can always start again on Monday. Yeah, I yeah, can- <laughs> I totally. <laughs> no, but I mean. So I had to stop those thoughts. Right. The thoughts. Yeah. Uh, of of doubt. And anyway, so we, we do, we, we see it playing out all the way to the very end. Now it looks different this year because we have more and they're older. And so some things are yeah, different. Sure. And introduce I all your kids because you've only said three oh. now. Introduce everybody, please. Okay. So Kate now is 13. Woo. Ryan is 11. Yes. Molly is nine. Emma is six, just about to be seven. And Megan is three. 13 and under, baby. Yeah, she's got a circus going on. And it's a beautiful circus. I like front row seats at your circus. Let me tell you, it's amazing. Your children are amazing, and they rise and call you blessed. And I need you to hear that you're in the trenches every day right now. funny. I hear stories from Melissa. And everyone needs a Shaleen and my mom in their life. I'm serious. It's funny. She'll go to the store, and people will look at her like she's... Oh, they watch me. They watch her. And people will even come up to her and be rude and unkind to her. Yes, Why? I've had that what? many times. I feel like it's so cool that you're sharing this because we all are splashing something right now. Yes. And we either today can choose to splash life onto people or we can choose to split vomit on people. Um, but we're doing one or the other. And I it really want to encourage true. people to splash love and encouragement and rehydrate kindness. people. Kindness wins, you know? And I'm not talking about cheesy kindness, but I'm saying come alongside someone in love right? Um, and, and give them a, some encouragement because it's, it's so helps our soul. You know, it just rehydrates yes. our soul. And wow. you can see how much. I'm glad Satan I wasn't wants with you. To be, I know. And I, well, I'll tell you, even within those couple of instances, I, it was more apparent to me because sometimes I don't even think outside my own little box of me and the five kids is what is going to be my reaction in front of my five children towards these people who do this? Which is why I you're mean, taking with, them on these outings with you so that they can see how mom responds, right? And it, when I didn't how even beautiful skip is a that? beat, right. and I would say that that is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit oh, was absolutely. dwelling. I am so thankful that I was caught off such guard. And I never responded in anger, praise God, in front of my children 
to those sorts of people. I don't, I don't, I want them to see that even when someone does that, that we can have empathy for those people or that we can still be kind to them mm, anyway. So it doesn't always happen. Those were two instances where the Holy Spirit was dwelling. In <laughs> well, you know, we, we shared about the 50th that you guys all threw for your mom and dad and we oh, highlighted yes. the cake. Um, actually posted oh. about it that Kate made, who's 13. Yes. Where? What is her Instagram handle? I want people to be able to go see because you have been a mom that has allowed your children to touch things and feel things and use the kitchen and put in a load of laundry mm-hmm. and go at outside. three and years old, yes. Kate was making lattes. Okay, <laughs> I didn't even know that at three. We've taught them, no, we taught them all at one. Okay. How to so make I lattes. Remember, yeah, so I remember sitting... Laying Jason in is in the restaurant business, by the way, everybody. He runs these amazing restaurants um, <laughs> in, in the DMV down there in Maryland, uh, Virginia, and the DR. Delaware. No, it's, it's called the yeah. DMV, though, that area where oh, he works. Oh, that's right. That's right. And I that's thought... Right. Delaware, yeah. Maryland, that, that, That's right. Thank you. Yeah, I, I thought people were going to the DMV. Department of Motor I, I did too. The first when time they're they, like, "Oh, are you yeah. going down to speak at the DMV?" And I'm like, "No, I got my license. I'm good." Um, but it's <laughs> such did. a cool area down there, and so it is. It's, it's wonderful. It's amazing. But talk about what Kate, because of what you've done, and you and Jason being intentional, what she started, and it's it's epic. Like you guys have to go to her Instagram account. It's unbelievable. Well, so the Instagram is just so that listeners know, because I'm also, as much as I share about my children on the social media, none of my kids actually have anything. We don't have iPads. We don't have phones. I have them. So it's actually mine. And the reason why I'm using it is to so that I can eventually make a portfolio yes, for her. Yes, I'm not quite sure how technology will go, that if everything will be an online portfolio or some sort of social media portfolio, but it's there and I have it. So that I'm the one who actually looks at it. And posts on it, correct. And posts on it. It's not actually my daughter. But it's Cabela Cupcakery. So spell that. Is the, is the, is the, Cabela, K-A-B-E-L-L-A, and then Cupcake. C-U-P-K-C-A-K-E-R-Y. Cupcakery. Cupcakery. Okay. So that, at that Cabela Cupcakery. Yeah, at Cabela Cupcakery is the name of the You guys the will Instagram. be blown away. I just added the... some more stuff last oh, night. Oh, my gosh. She did a whole so. engagement display. No, I would be hiring her for every event. You guys need to see how you can ship to California. And she did our 50th. I know. We're not into shipping yet. <laughs> I know. But it's the 50th the that 50th she did for you guys. was amazing. Just amazing. Uh, yeah, I was, that was people was like, really where did you get the cake? And I'm blood. like, her but it was granddaughter. It was even a surprise. Yeah. A I gift. didn't even know. Yeah. yeah, she's a she has a gift. Well, I'll tell you with that. I mean, I was we were sharing earlier that Jason and I decided what's the most important thing we should probably teach our kid aside from the Word of God because that really truly was the one thing I just wanted to share with them as I started having children was don't you want to just lay in bed and have lattes brought to you. <laughs> <laughs> We have an Our own machine. barista. We had an espresso machine and we were making them. And I'm, why are we not teaching them to make it? Then they can serve it to us. <laughs> and it's literally oh from that. And so at one, we were teaching them how to froth the milk and how to put the espresso into the little handle and turn it and turn the little lever over. We even have a video. Thing. Yes, I have Remember a video of the one with Ryan. He's, yeah. you know how the machine goes clink, 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 clink. And he's actually dancing. He was just like, boom, boom, yeah, boom, boom. They've boom. all done it's it. So oh cute. my gosh. It's, and that was started the love of, so when I was staying home, I no longer was working once we had children. That was something Jason and I decided when we were having children that I 
I did not want to work and he did not want me to work. And oh, we girlfriend, you're whatever. working, just so you know. <laughs> oh, yes, I know, but working outside the home. Okay, Working okay. outside the home. Like, I had no yeah. desires Woo. anymore. I mean, that's another thing. When you sit there and the, the, the delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart, my desires before him were to be outside. Right. Now delighting in him, my desires became, I just want to be home. Yeah. I just want to have children and raise them and teach them. This had nothing to do with homeschool. Right. This was just, I just want to delight in them. Right. I want to be with them. I want to talk to them. I want to hang out, not hang out with them, but I just, I wanted to love them and show them everything. Right. And that that's where that stemmed from. So when that meant everything, that meant everything. Mm-hmm. So if I'm cooking, you're cooking with me. If I'm doing laundry, you're doing laundry with me. I remember having Kate go pick out a shirt for daddy. I ironed his shirts every morning. Go pick one out. Daddy doesn't care. Right. He didn't have a set born. If he did, I would have said, you know, pick the one that says Monday or pick the one that <laughs> says Tuesday. Right. I mean, you know, we would have worked with what But we you were had. empowering them. Right. Yes. To do things That's themselves. Right. That's right. Let them do it. Let them do it. That's you right. You don't have to do it. And it wasn't because I didn't want to and I'm sitting eating bonbons every day. Right. It was, let you, everyone knows. Little children, five and under, find so much delight in doing things. And we squash Mm. the delight because it is not done the way we want it done. Every single time. Someone needs to hear that It is not clean That is a love splash. That's right. Put away the right way. Fold it the right way. Let them do it. Can I share a story that just happened yesterday? Yes. Megan's three. She pulls the chair up to the sink. There is a full sink of dishes. Um, My sister-in-law has been staying with us for the last month and a half, and it's been amazing and so much fun, my husband's sister. And so there's there's now eight of us in the house. And So when you say a full thing of dishes, you're not joking around. (laughs) Well, it's a full thing. It's always a full thing of dishes with eight people, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I think Kate's baking something. And Jason happens to be home. There was a lot going on, lots of conversations. A lot. And Megan, she's three, pulls the chair up to the sink and goes, Mommy, I'm going to do the dishes. I went, oh, baby, that would be so helpful. And she washed and she showed me. And I said, oh, you know what? You did a very good job here. But you see this food right here? And I showed her with a sponge. Let's make sure, you know, this food is you know, there's still a little bit more here, but you still need to show them sometimes. And so I did. Yes. And she, and then I let her do all of them. And I kept telling her, oh, you are the best dishwasher. You have lightened my load. You are amazing. I'm calling on you every single time to do the dishes. You are amazing. <gasps> Fantastic. And it's very easy when they're this little. To sure. This. Your 13-year-old, it might not be quite as easy. You're like, are you kidding me? Do you not see the food around? But I'm telling you, when they're this little, they delight in it so much. She That's walked right. away. She walked away so proud. proud, and you could see the look on my husband. He's on board with everything I do, but I also have to be very careful because there is a lot he does not like. And so I am thankful he goes out and works, and I'm home with the kids, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm discerning enough to know on some of those other days that we don't do the same thing right. when Daddy's home because right. he doesn't like some of it. But anyway, I looked at him and gave him the look. It's okay. Let we're her do re-wash. this. Yeah, yeah, we're going to rewash everything after. Put them in the dishwasher. But, oh, my goodness. Didn't Megan just do the most amazing job? And he bought into it 
my kids told her how great and oh my dishes are so and that affirmation clean. just rose her up mm-hmm. yes. oh, yeah yeah oh. and so in that I would say it is not something that I thought of I watched other people Shaleen you and your husband and your two kids I remember watching you my brother and his wife mm. and their six kids I remember watching them I right. remember watching Candace and her husband although right. everyone does it differently right. we're all watching and we're all seeing what do I like what don't I like how do I want to raise my kids how don't I want to raise my kids mm. and so when I've shared this before with other with other moms Find the people you want to be like or emulate. Jesus is ultimately who we want to be more like. Mm. Find, but find those people and, and, and ask them to help speak into you or watch them. Don't watch everybody. You know, it's that same thing. I find right. a few people and I just go after that and then I'm in prayer. But I have found books, other families where I have watched that mm. and said, that's how I would like to raise my kids. So good. And I do believe that having, having, or doing it that way has only, you know, show, it's shown me their abilities, their strengths, their weaknesses. There are lots of things, mm-hmm. of, you know, of what they can do by allowing them to do that rather than me putting some kind of, um, I don't know the right word, but restriction on them, right? Yeah. Restriction on them. And like I said, you know, my healthy boundaries, but sometimes it's like, just let them get it wet. It's okay. It's okay. If they get stirred on it. I love it. Melissa, we just want to thank you though so much. This has been amazing. And I want to have you on again, but just for joining us on splash today. And it's been just having you in the splash zone and just even encouraging us. I know. Barbara was so excited. She got here like an hour early just for the show. She couldn't wait to have you on. I can't wait to see you. This has been so awesome and encouraging. And um, the listeners just were splashed with some truth and love. And Mm -hmm. so just thank you for being a part of the Splash Zone. And thank thank you you to our listeners for tuning in. We love talking with you. And we also love hearing from you. So drop us a note or a review on the platform you're using. And don't forget to splash with some muddy hands today. Let your kids just have some fun and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com.